Hello friends, welcome to the Dominating Real Estate Podcast. Today we have a special guest with us, Amy Feiden. She is a licensed real estate agent and part of the Gettings Home team. And today we are going to do a interview with Amy to help give you a good idea of Amy's experience in the last so many months. She's newly licensed, and I'm going to let Amy introduce herself. Hi. Um, as Courtney said, I'm Amy Feiden. Uh, real estate is my second career, and as my first career was winding down, I worked in state government. I was looking for something to challenge me in the next chapter of my life, and so I have been watching Courtney build her team and her success in real estate, and I really, really I was interested and wanted to give it a try. I love that. So let's start right from the beginning. Um, There may be a lot of listeners that are just getting their feet wet and maybe even haven't started their process of getting licensed. So for anyone that is in the process of getting licensed, tell us about how was your experience and what did that look like for you, especially getting licensed during COVID? I signed up and uh, participated in an online training. So it was divided into chapters. And as you worked through each chapter, there was a quiz. So you got the feedback of how much you really understood. And I started that in December of 19, 2019. And then of course, COVID hit in March, everything locked down. And so as I was working from home, and as I said, really planning for the next chapter of my uh, professional life, I really put the time into it. So the requirement in New York State is 75 hours. And if you take this online course, uh, you get your requirements fulfilled. You get a certificate that you then use when you register with the state to take the real estate exam. So I didn't, I didn't do it all day every day but it took me a fair amount you know with working and things of that nature you know you definitely have to study it's definitely intense there's some memorization and things like that concepts you're probably not familiar with or ever heard of before but it was really really uh, a good experience and then being that it was COVID um, I did not go somewhere to take the final exam I had to do it uh, via Zoom and so that was interesting because I don't think the proctor was much more uh, technical savvy than I am, and so it, it was a little bit of a, a, a <laughs> cluster, shall we say. But yeah, I, I did that, and so once I passed, uh, they tell you right away, I got it passed, and I got my certificate, and then I had to wait a while because the state of New York was not doing in-person exams, and they were doing online exams either. So finally, in August, I was able to schedule an exam, and within a few days online, I found out that I passed. And that's pretty much it for the licensing portion of my experience. Now, who did you take your online real estate course with in New York State? Real Estate U. And did you like that it was kind of self-paced? And would you recommend that course for other agents? Very much so. Very much so. Yes. I took my laptop with me in February when my husband and I went to Florida. And, you know, a couple of times I was sitting out on the patio studying and just 
it's nothing better than being able to study while you're, you know, sitting and listening to the ocean at the same time. So yeah, definitely self-paced, very thorough, and if you do all the exercises and pass all the quizzes, you are definitely, definitely prepared for the New York State exam. That's great. That was going to be one of my questions is, did you feel prepared taking a self-paced online course? Did you feel prepared for the state exam? Yes, very much so. Did you do anything special, you know, advice that you would give to possibly new agents? You know, what did you do to study and get yourself really prepared? They actually have a study section. So after you go through all the, uh, I think there was, I can't remember how many chapters, but as you work through each chapter, you couldn't move to the next one until you successfully took and completed the quiz at the end. Then when you finished all of the chapters, they actually had practice exams and they recommended that you do those three practice exams as well as study the uh, real estate terms so there was like I want to say like eight pages of terms and that really really made me feel that I was ready and I and I did pass that's great well congratulations on getting that far thank you so we took the class exam you took the class exam virtually proctored online and then it sounded like the state exam you had to take in person and proctored. That's great. Now how would you describe your real estate experience so far in three words? Fast paced and overwhelming. I don't know if that counts <laughs> four words or two words or um, <clears throat> and exciting. That's great. So tell us about you know those kind of those feels like is it more fast-paced than you envisioned and exciting? You know, what kind of makes it exciting? And you said overwhelmed. I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially getting started. I know I personally felt very similar um, getting started. So kind of maybe walk the listeners kind of through how you were feeling and kind of why you chose those describers. I think overwhelmed because, again, blaming it on COVID, there's not the camaraderie of when you attend a training. Uh, there's excellent training um, available to us at Keller Williams, but I haven't done any in-person yet, so I'm, I'm remote, I'm not really building those relationships, so I'm getting the answers, the training is excellent, but it's a little overwhelming because until I log in and take a training and have, somebody happens to mention that, geez, I feel overwhelmed, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one, yep. so it's, it's overwhelming, I think, to begin with, because it's a lot, and you're self-measuring right there's nobody telling you what you have to do or what you should do you're, you're the sky's the limit right? yeah. as hard as you want to work that's what will make you successful and how much you want to put into it is how much you get out of it so that's the overwhelming part the um fast-paced and exciting i think has to do with the the market condition right now mm -hmm. it's it's very um, fast in that a house goes on the market get our buyers in there quickly and then we find out that there's you know tens and twenties and forties showings and all offers are due you know within 48 hours of the house coming on the market so i know that's not the traditional market it's not the way things usually are but it is the market that we're in yeah and so it's it's very fast paced but it's exciting i i really enjoy it it's great i do think a lot of agents covid non-covid and relate to feeling overwhelmed. Um, you know, I was had the opportunity when I started in early 2017 to be in person in the classroom, and you know, like those connections that, like you said, you're 
looking forward to, I think, creating once things kind of normalize a little bit. Um, you know, the feelings of being overwhelmed are very common because you, know, you just, you don't know what you're saying, right? Like where to look, what's next, you know, you kind of have to take it piece by piece and step by step and kind of figure out what do you need as an individual and what kind of makes sense for you as an individual based on kind of the trainings and the direction and the advice that, you know, some agents that are high performing, you know, what are they doing? So I totally get that. Um, and like you're saying, the market is really crazy. We talked about listing appointments last episode and kind of why focusing on listing appointments is really important now because there are, there are not enough houses and there's so many buyers out there for a lot of reasons, low interest rates, just, you know, the market in general. So, um, yeah, I do. I think it's a, especially a unique time for all agents. And if you are a newer agent, if you can survive this market and kind of be thrown into the ring of fire, I'm confident that you can make it through a lot of other things. Um, is there anything that you didn't expect about real estate? You know, maybe what you envisioned real estate life would look like, you know, before doing it. Now you said, you know, this is a second career for you. You are full-time in real estate. Is there anything that you thought real estate was like good, bad in between that maybe you didn't realize? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't know what I expected. I just, uh, I know that it's, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. We used to have an expression at my first career, you know, drinking from the fire hose. And sometimes it's just, it's a lot of information and you have to go back and take the training a second time or third time because, you know, finer points that you missed the first time through. Yeah. But um, I think there is a perception sometimes that, you know, real estate is for housewives that just do it, you know, part-time when they feel like it. And it isn't. There's a lot of similarities uh, as there are in any business, right? You want to create efficiencies. You want to figure out your cost per transaction and how to do it more efficiently. So there's customer service aspects. There's a lot of fundamental business practices that are good, solid, regardless of what field you're in, whether you're yeah. working for the state or selling homes. Customer service, automation, efficiency, those things are all important. So yeah. treating it like a business versus for some, you know, agents, it is. It's just kind of a hobby and it's not a negative thing. You know, that is what their goals are. It's maybe to supplement income. It's maybe to give, you know, purpose. Maybe they are too retired, but then it's just, hey, I kind of want to do this leisurely. Um, you know, maybe it's just vacation money or play money. And then for, you know, other agents, it may be a bigger goal and dream, like you're saying, systems and customer service. And, you know, looking at your numbers, those things all come into play when it comes to real estate. So, no, I love, I love all of that advice. And what would you say is the most rewarding part of real estate that you found so far? And did we talk about how long you've been in real estate officially full-time? I passed in August. So I passed the exam in August. And so I would say I really jumped in and did my orientation starting in September. So just about six months. That's great. So what would you say has been the most rewarding in the last six months for you? I enjoy getting to know people and having a connection with people. And I have two sets of buyers, young, my kids' ages, and... They just are really fun to work with. I mean, it's heartbreaking that they find homes that they put a bid in on and they don't get it. 
just miss out on it because of the multiple, multiple offers. But I, I teased the one couple. I said, well, I would miss you. I would miss you if you got your house already. And so, you know, when I got a text message on Sunday wishing me happy Easter, I realized that, you know, in the middle of all their family celebration, she thought enough to just shoot me a quick text and say happy Easter. So I think, you know, the, the relationship and hearing their appreciation. Uh, we have another client that he and his partner, they flip homes, so those homes are totally different. And, uh, you know, he's protective of me, yelling at me that I had the wrong shoes on, and next time you got to wear, you know, better shoes. And I said, you know, what are you talking about? This isn't a fashion show. But, you know, it's the relationship. The people are really... I haven't had anybody that isn't great yeah. to work with. Would you say real estate is a relationship business? And, you know, it's just more than maybe just selling or buying real estate, that it is, in fact, kind of building and having those good quality relationships? I think, yes. I think more so than anything, uh, it's a relationship because a person can live in their house for five years. So it's not really the, just the house that you're selling. You're, you're facilitating a life goal. You're involved like these first-time buyers, and then I have a buyer, a seller who, you know, she's looking to sell the home that she lived in for 40 years, and her husband passed, and, you know, she says to me, I see him in every room, and so, you know, I had to delicately, delicately navigate those waters, because it is, it's an emotional thing, and I had to take my mom's house apart and sell it, and it, it does take you, you know, a, a while to come to terms with it, so... The relationships is really what you're building, and so that they will then say to their children or their friends or their coworkers, you know, I had a really, really good experience. Because Lord knows, if people don't have a good experience, it really sticks with them and they remember it. Yeah. And it also, you know, like you're saying, you know, you can have multiple sets of buyers or an individual buyer, and you can have, you know, multiple sellers, but ultimately, their goals may be different. Their needs may be different. You know, two people, two families, two couples, two individuals might be selling two separate houses, right? But, you know, why are they selling? Like you're saying, you know, are they downsizing? Was there a death in the family? Are they moving into a home? Are they, you know, upgrading because they're expanding their family? You know, or same thing buying. Is it an investor situation? Is it a first-time home buyer? So I think navigating those waters and understanding what their needs are so that as an agent, you can help them based on their needs, not making assumptions of what they need, I think is really key. And like you're saying, you know, having those relationships, because if you're treating your first-time homebuyers like your investors, you know, like that's just a completely different experience. You know, their headsets, you know, their mindsets in a different place. Same thing with the seller, you know, is it because they're selling their investment property and they just want the cash? Or is it a house that they've built and since their spouse has passed? You know, it's emotional. So it sounds like you're doing a really great job so far building those relationships and kind of understanding what their needs are. And I think that's a huge testament on the holidays, you know, getting kind of a, a quick message, right? Because we know how important and how great those feel on the receiving end, you know, when we get kind of that nice recognition. So I love that. Good job. Thank you. Um, from what you know so far in your experience and what you've learned, whether it's in the classroom or outside of the classroom, what advice would you give to anyone also either thinking about getting in real estate or, you know, just maybe also might be in similar shoes and just kind of getting their feet wet, maybe they're newly licensed and just kind of don't know where to go to next. What would you say is your biggest advice? Uh, 
don't give up and do your research. I was fortunate in that I joined your team and you had already done the research as to which uh, brokerages, you know, offer a lot of training, which brokerages kind of just let you be and you're on your own. Mm -hmm. So I knew the pros and cons of what the different brokerages offer and you have to fit with your personality, right? So the Keller Williams, we did the, um, they called the family reunion and they, they broadcast all, literally all over the world from Texas during that winter storm where everyone in Texas lost power. And it just was very motivating to hear the stories and realize that there probably isn't a problem in real estate that somebody else hasn't already dealt with. And if you just speak up and ask, and you know, there's no value of being, you know, stubborn and not wanting to figure it out yourself. I mean, you take it so far, you know, you try, but um, that's one of the things that I, I think is, Having that training and knowing that you're not going to know everything, anything you do, right? Just take it out of the, the real estate arena. You know, learning to play tennis. You don't know how to play tennis really, really well the first time, right? Riding a bike. You don't know how to bike really, really well the first time. So I did hear in one of my early orientations that, you know, sometimes it takes two, three years until uh, a real estate agent feels comfortable in their career. It doesn't mean that they won't have success earlier than just to feel comfortable, to feel like you know 99% of what you need to know, and you have good people around you to get the answers you need. Yeah, and for those that don't know the family reunion, it's just, I think it's a three-day conference, I think it's two or three days, um, and typically, like Amy's saying, it is held primarily in Texas, um, and then with things being virtual, this year was kind of a good opportunity to do, you know, the virtual sessions and the breakout sessions, and think you hit the nail on the head when it's just you don't need to reinvent the wheel right I mean almost use other agents regardless of which brokerage you're at but use them as motivation and inspiration of what are they doing to have gotten to you know where they are today you know regardless of how long they've been in the business but almost following their systems and models and their advice you know because obviously they've done something right and whether they've been in the business for a few years or you know a million years and I actually you had just said something that I had never heard before yet is, you know, someone said maybe two or three years until you kind of feel really good. And I personally agree with that. Um, you know, I think your first year, you described it really well so far. It's kind of drinking from fire hose. It's, it's overwhelming. It's exciting. It's overwhelming. And it's fast paced. So you almost feel like, where do you turn to next? Where do you go? What is really going to give me my most success the fastest? You know, because your time is valuable and you're really trying to do most valuable things in the beginning when you're trying to get your business off the ground and especially if you're full-time you feel like the pressure's on even more when this is kind of like you know full feet ahead you got to make it work type of thing so I really I totally agree I mean I think you can be really successful faster but to feel like you finally got a good rhythm um, you know it's don't reinvent the wheel reach out raise your hands and I think you also made a really good point is that just because a friend or a family member or someone you see or you listen to a podcast, just because someone is at one brokerage, the biggest thing that I've learned um, through seeing other people's successes and maybe maybe some failures is that at the end of the day, real estate is such a great opportunity for you as an individual to figure out what do you need. You know, I think I mentioned it in 
earlier episode when I talked about finding your broker. At the end of the day, you are not being interviewed for a traditional job and trying to fit a job description and trying to prove that you are a good fit. When it comes to real estate, it's the complete opposite. You are interviewing those brokers and trying to figure out who is a good fit for you based on your needs. Are you a full-time agent that wants you know, independence and also the support if you need it? Then maybe you're a really good fit at one broker. But if you're you know, a dual career agent or a part-time agent, or maybe you are full-time, but you want you know, the guesswork out of some things and maybe you don't really want to have to do A, B, C, and D because that's not what you're looking for, right? Another brokerage may be a better fit for you. So like Amy had said, I mean, I think doing your homework and realizing, especially if you're looking to be an individual agent, you know, that's also something to consider. Are you looking to join a team? Or are you looking to be an individual agent who wants to be an individual agent for 20, 30 plus years? Or do you want to grow your own team? So really having the clarity on what is important to you and your individual goals and needs with your real estate career. I think finding a broker that, um, you know, that aligns with kind of your vision is really important, especially when you are getting licensed and trying to figure out all of that. So I love that. Such good advice. Awesome. Anything else that you want that we didn't talk about that you want to kind of add for our listeners of, you know, your experience and um, just kind of, you know, new agent advice? It's totally an attainable goal. And as I said earlier, the sky is the limit if you're looking to just, you know, supplement your income. That's one thing. If you want to, you know, get on the team and be the buyer's broker and go around just houses or if you want to just really really you know shake the trees and get your friends and family aware of what you're doing it's it's totally attainable just don't don't give up pace yourself right study make sure you you have all the boxes checked on the studying and prepare yourself for the class exam as well as the state licensing exam and search out you know, a brokerage that feels like good. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today in another episode of Dominating Real Estate. I think if we've learned anything from Amy today, it's to not give up and to find a good broker that fits for you. If you do, you are officially one step closer to Dominating Real Estate.